We're here on the Neil Haley Show's special simulcast of Searching for Integrity and Embracing the Abyss with John Smith. John, how are you? And we're going to continue to the next chapter in Embracing the Abyss. And last month, last one again was really choked you up uh, in certain ways. And it's just, it's really kind of reliving things that makes who you are today, John. Isn't that true? Yes, it is. And uh, it's, it's literally hard harder than I ever would imagine of trying to um, deal with it, of, uh, of what it does. You know, I mean, my stomach starts jumping around, you know, when I was standing up talking about this. Um, but, you know, I'm getting there. I'm working on it. Had, had another session the other day. Wow. And it isn't, it's interesting when you think about it because you write the book, but when you read the book, it kind of comes to you even more that you're reliving it again. Exactly. Exactly. And if any, you know, people remind themselves, remember John of what happened to them, in their lives before, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, uh -huh. that, and that, and then you, it reminds you of something that happened to you that was, went through somebody else. Those flashbacks come. Right. And what kind of feelings did you have? Cause this is just interesting for me to think about is when you go through reading some of those times, what kind of feelings come to you? How you felt at that time? How did you feel when you could have gone to jail? How nervous were you on a daily basis that couldn't keep your mind off of it? Well, I'm, I'm experiencing all of that whenever I come to certain sections of, of my book. That's, that's the part that I'm still, still dealing with. But I couldn't say at the, at the time when it was all going on, um, I was pushing forward. I was saying to myself that I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this. And, and you know, like I said, I prayed a lot. And I also uh, talked to my friend Steve a lot. Who, who's, he's the guy that saved me. Uh, today, when I, when I replay those, uh, those scenes or scenarios, then, you know, I get the same feeling. It, it, the feeling comes back to me right away. Wow. But it was then, it was then more, more, which is really strange to me. I don't know. Maybe exactly. I'll learn more about it with this new guy I'm seeing. Yeah. And that's, that's good. Okay. Let's, so let's go right to it, John. Next chapter. Okay. Um, let's see. The uh, next chapter is uh, number 19. And it is, uh, we, we've, we've done Cruella visits. We've done the... Uh, um, Cruella visits was the last chapter and that broke you up because of how nervous your family members were that you were gonna go to jail. That's right. We've, we've talked about the criminal code. Um, and so number 19 chapter is called Sentenced. Oh dear, okay. Yes. On October 12, 1988, the day before my sentencing by Judge Maloney, Steve wrote and delivered a very moving and convincing letter to the judge asking for probation instead of prison time for me. As usual, Steve was all over it again in winning form. He based his request on my character and history of community service the low level of my offense, my loyalty to my superiors at Vernon Savings, how I had been misled by them, how I had voluntarily reversed 
the transaction when I learned of the true facts and how I had no personal gain from my actions. My conduct compared to my fellow defendants was considerably less egregious and I had assisted the Justice Department and the FSLIC to a great extent. According to government agents, my assistance saved the government literally thousands of hours of investigation and attorney time and millions of dollars. During during that assistance, I never took the fifth. I continued to work with them, even though their civil suit against me wasn't settled until just a month before. As part of the settlement, I gave the FSLIC a lien against substantially all equity in my homestead, even though my homestead exemption from execution was acquired well prior to my association with Vernon Savings. I gave the FSLIC all I possessed and more than the law would require. Steve provided the court with letters from people who had known me my whole life. They detailed my academics, my decorated combat service in Vietnam, my voluntary work at the Children's Hospital of Dallas and community service through the Rotary Club. This including coaching sports, school and other civic activities in the city of Coppell and most like recently working with disabled children at Scottish Rites Hospital. He spoke about my work on projects related to rehabilitation of low-income housing in Fair Park, South Dallas, as well as, as my lectures to college accounting students on professional responsibilities and ethics. Steve concluded his letter by saying Mr. Smith's extensive past and anticipated cooperation is but one of four separate and independent justifications for a probated sentence. His past life, character, reputation, and community service, and principles of proportionality and sentencing also go and support a probated sentence. After my sentencing, I wanted to reiterate the journey of how difficult it was and warn people by telling them how not to do what I did. How can I help you avoid this? Whether you're an employee of a public accounting firm or the employee of a client, how do you avoid this? The first step is awareness because awareness is necessary for consciousness and prevention. It reminds me of the song by the rock group, Yes. The same words repeat over and over and over. If it can happen to me, it can happen to you. If it can happen to me, it can happen to you. I hope to leave others with something lasting that they can use to put in their pocket and take with them into the future, like inner peace. That's chapter 19. Now, being sentenced, how did it feel? Uh, Great. Terrific. Um, we, We, some people had had gathered back in our house my my wife's uh, my in-laws my wife's parents had come in from uh, Philadelphia Um, somebody had bought a big magnum of champagne and uh, my her my my father-in-law gave me a one of those plastic things that has all these tools in it he said that just in case you didn't come home and thought you might need this to get out Gosh, wow. So, and 
when you knew that, you saw, still knew there was a lot of work to be done. At least you weren't going to prison. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, it, it's, it's like um, not having to carry about oh, a couple hundred pounds behind you. You know, just it's just dragging. It dragged and dragged and dragged. And, and now I didn't have the drag anymore. Now I had my normal energy and purpose. Now it's all back. And well, and that, that feeling. And so what do you tell people that are going through these such tough times getting to final uh, decision, which means nothing, not final decision, final result, which lots of people worry about. We worry about things constantly. And once the result is what we really wanted in most outcomes, the result does happen for us. Some that doesn't, how can we not worry about those results and just wait for the outcome? Well, uh, you, you basically, for instance, when I would testify against people, various people, um, there were times when there were breaks and some of the defendants who I was testifying against would actually come up and try to strike up a conversation with me. Um, it was uh, trying to associate so that he felt like I was going to be uh, lenient on him as far as what he did. But I wasn't, you know, I, I basically had to uh, ignore, I literally just, it's this, I could do this without having to use my fingers. That's how I was doing it. Um, I just didn't pay any attention to it. Uh, I never looked at people in the audience. Uh, there were in the audiences, the courtrooms were always full. Right. And I never looked at people at all. And that was because I, I would find something and fixate on it, and I'd, I'd look at it the whole time until the judge directed me or until the uh, attorneys directed me. All right. Wow. That's how I got by, was getting by, was just not looking at the others. Looking at the others and not think about what could be the result for you. And that's very that's important. Right. And do that's that. Right. And it's hard in life we do that. But again, John does that. John, you also have a show, Searching for Integrity. It's on every week on AMFM 247 and nationally syndicated on radio uh, across the country and podcasting. And you interview interesting people that have amazing stories that talk about in your questions about their integrity. And you're blown away every week with these guests, aren't you? Yes. Yes, it is. But, uh, you know, it, it gets better. Even from here, it gets better. Exactly. All right. So check check John out at embracingthebiz.com, searchingforintegrity.com. Purchase Embracing the Biz by going to Amazon to purchase it. And John, I appreciate it. Another great conversation. Look forward to the next chapter next week. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Talk to you later. You too. That was the special Bye. edition of Embracing the Biz, Searching for Integrity, and the Neil Haley Show. Take care.